Do you know how it feels? I said, do you know how it feels? Do ya? Feel my stinking sewer breath. Look into my napalm eyes. Look at my flaring nostrils of doom. Look at my bony boogaloo body and answer me. Do you know how it feels, maggots? Do you know how it feels to be winded, not playing footy, but by a Holden Monaro fanging at 220 kilometers an hour with the Lebanese Tigers at the wing? Do you know how it feels to be woken at 5 a.m. by Bob Beatty filling you with a chamber of buckshot as you scream in agony and thank your stars you are built like a great white hulk out of a million boxhill burgers. Fast food really does save lives. So give generously to the fast food for children's weight gain appeal. Children around Australia will for two weeks in the month of July be supplied with an augmented menu of the auxiliary lunchtime snacks at their school, comprising mostly of fatty and greasy foods. This is to fatten the little delights up for a winter wonderland of fat growing campaign. And fast food feels Something like when the Victoria Police inform your mum that in fact you faked your own car bombing. Know what I mean? Do you know that the gut-ripping disappointment you see your dreams of turning the Hollywood side into a seaborne guided missile to destroy the Rialto cash castle? Go up in methane flames of despair when Fussburn uses your blueprints to wipe up his pet rat's feces. Well, I felt all of this and more, even worse on a horrid winter night. He let me break the story down. Box Hill City was dying. Despite current affair naming our fair city as the most middle class on this billabong bistro of a nation of ours, Def Himmler Kennett wanted to turn us into Las Vegas, or as our demonic banshee of a mayor called it, White Horse. Fuzzy's Wuzzy and a bubonic bear and I dragged ourselves out of bed at 5pm for a 7.30pm start and burst into council proceeding to stop this municipal witch burning. We burst through the doors with a real shove and a bang. After the most boring three hours of my life since I had superglued my eyeballs to the TV screen, during the live coverage of Daryl Summers' IRA-inspired Churnside Park Shopping Centre guerrilla gunfight. That was the time, as you may recall, when Daryl Summers uh, murdered three people, two children and an elderly woman, uh, with mostly with his uh, brick. He had a shopping trolley of bricks 
and went around on the mezzanine level throwing them over at shoppers and uh, really disgusting and shocking especially to fans of the show like me uh, we, I mean we all forgave him everybody messes up slips up sometimes but uh, that was really shocking and we just felt it wasn't in keeping with the spirit of the show anyway Finally, the councillors shut up and question time for the public came and I leapt up to my feet with an utterly inspired idea, utterly brilliant in its conception. I proposed a seven-storey Queensland-style landmark celebrating Box Hill middle-class status, a towering statue of an ordinary middle-aged bloke, jeans, brown aviation jacket, beer gut and an untamed blonde mullet straddling white horse road like the colossus of Rhodes, this einstein-like suggestion was met with a vicious and targeted silence i barreled on belching loudly to keep their attention before i could launch into my objection to the execution of my city an aussie joe bugner's eyes punched me in the canyon-like nostrils a stench of unsmelled in human history caused me to pause my speech and double up. This was uh, a satanic odour. I'd classify it as a satanic odour. And it was wafting from under my own arms, I admit, causing those within a three metre diameter around me to start projectile vomiting and really retching up quite shockingly. Little did I know at the time that my nervous sweat had released a B.O. waft of gas. I had purchased a singlet from Box Hill Aussie Disposals, 9.95. First worn during World War One, um, World War One vet Ian Silas. At Gallipoli, it had been captured by a horrifyingly stinky Turkish corporal. After the war, an Armenian butcher had stolen it, never washing it, butchering it covering it in awful and bad attitudes. Then it would be passed on to a Turkish farmer, so filthy, he only washed it once between 1930 and 1962. His son, the possessor of a murderous stink, migrated to Oz, working on the docks in Melbourne, where he sold illegal fireworks, communist propaganda, and earned the nickname Artem the Stinkrot. In a late-night illegal Turkish wrestling bout, known in the Aussie Turkish community as a stinkrod battle, he lost the singlet to Egret the Oily, a dealer in oil refuse from fish and chip shops. One night, after the stink of the singlet had paralysed his brother permanently, Ergen the Oily swapped it at the disposals for a pair of sunglasses made out of bayonet metal. The singlet of death would slowly dry, only dry only feet from where it had first left Australia almost 80 years earlier at Silas Pagdam's post office. When it was bought in its hidden intense time bomb of BO, laid in dormant weight ready to unleash hell. The meeting was abandoned. The council chambers declared sh a Chernobyl exclusion zone. The motion passed. Box Hill City became Whitehorse and I was hosed down nightly for a week by elderly Rotarians tied to a stable at Schwerkold's cottage. The singlet was burnt by Peter Paradox, who claimed that in the flames he saw Turkish men ramming their hairy hulks into each other. 
Oh, such is life.